This is On The Radar, episode 226. As always, we talk about local and national sports and pop culture. And obviously, this is me, Radar. We talk about it. Remember, download your podcast wherever you get it, Apple, Google, or Spotify. Let's just get into the news right now. Rest in peace to Gustavo Serenos, the Venezuelan businessman and chairman of Group Casinos as a one-time billionaire. According to Forbes, his network peaked at $6.6 billion in 2007, equivalent at 8.2 in 2022 prices with adjust for inflation. He dropped out the billionaire list in 2020 as a consequence of the Venezuelan asset loss during the economic crisis in Venezuela. He's passed away at 78. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to High Levine, Levine print and outdoor advertising executive with long tenures at Disney Universal's passed away at 87. Rest in peace to Les McCain, the American jazz and penis and vocalist. Uh, he won a singing contest that led to his appearance in the Ed Sullivan Show. And after leaving the Navy, because that's where he was, he moved to California and played in his own trio. So he's just a longtime jazz piano vocalist and musician. He's passed away at 88, so rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Anna Ophelia Mar. Marjulia, the Mexican actress, was born in Mexico City. She had roles as Queen of the Night. And nobody will speak of us when we're dead. And then she was one of the last surviving members of the golden age of Mexican cinema. She, in the years later, she was best known for voicing Mama Coco in the Disney Pixar movie. Yields record for most nominations for Area Award well, for Best Actress Without a Win. She's been nominated for a total a total of five times. She also jo- jointly holds the record with Isla uh, Vega for the most area award for Best Sporting Actress with three, with three feature nominations. She passed away from 90. Rest in peace to her. Rest in peace, though, this is important, though, Shecky Green. The American comedian known for his nightclub performance in Vegas, Nevada, became a headliner in the 50s and 60s. He's from Chicago, local guy. He appeared in several films, including Tony Rome, History of the World, Part 1, and Splash. Television. He was in Love American Style, Combat, Laverne Shirley, Mad About You. He lived a very long life. He passed away in 97. He's from the north side of Chicago. And he obviously served the Navy as well. So rest in peace to Shecky Green. Rest in peace to Maurice Hines. The American actor, director, singer, choreographer, older brother of dancer Gregory Hines, passed away of 80. So obviously he oh, it was a, he began touring his opening act for headliners Lionel Hampton and Gypsy the Ross Lee, and he's on the Tonight Show and a bunch of other things. Rest in peace to me, passed away of eighty. Rest in peace to Richard Romanis, the actor known for Martin Scorsese, Mean Streets, and voices in Ralph Pasecki's anime film Withers and A Good Looking. And uh, he was in The Sopranos, and he was in the Christian movie, Believe. He was nominated for Actors Killed Award for a TV Award for Original Long Form. He has passed away to 80. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to actor Tom Wilkinson, known for his numerous accolades, including a BAFTA, Golden Globe, and a Primetime Emmy, as well as two Academy Award nominations and Lawrence Olivier Awards. He was made Officer of the Order of Empire, so he was knighted. He went to the Royal Training Academy. And using Full Monty as well as in the bedroom and Michael Clayton. 
He was also became known as a character actor in numerous films as, in the name of the father, Sensibility, Shakespeare in Love, The Patriot Girl with the Pearl Earring, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind, Batman Begins, Valkyrie, The Ghost Rider, The Best Exotic, Marigold Hotel, Bell, Selma, and The Grand Buddhist Hotel in Denial. He won a Golden He won a Golden Globe and a Primetime Award for the miniseries of playing Benjamin Franklin and John Adams. He also was in the HBO film Normal, James Baker in Red Count, and Joseph P. Kennedy Sr. in the limited series of Kennedys. It's a very long-lived life. Lots of roles. He passed away to 75. Excuse my voice. It's just bad sleep schedule, and it's cold out here in Chicago. Rest in peace to Gil de Ferran, the French-born Brazilian professional racing driver and team owner, was the 2000-2001 champ car champion for Team Pen. Penske and the 2003 Indianapolis 500 winner. He's also a runner-up in the American Lee Mass Series in 2009. He passed away to 56. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to David Kernan, the English actor known for best known as an interpreter of songs of Stephen Sondheim. He appeared in musicals and a variety of British variety shows in the 60s and 70s, including that was that was that that was the week that was. He passed away to 85. Rest in peace to John Pilger. The Australian journalist, writer, and scholar, documentary filmmaker, was also a professor at Cornell. He was a critic of American, Australian, British foreign policy because it would be driven by imperialist and colonialist agenda. He, uh, career as a documentary filmmaker, began with Quiet Mutiny and Year Zero and Death of a Nation, the, Tim the Timur Conspiracy, as well as The Secret Country and Utopia. He worked for Daily Mirror and wrote for The New Statesman. He won the British Journal Award in 67 and 69. Documentaries gained awards in Britain and worldwide, including multiple BAFTA not, uh, honors. So rest in peace to him. He passed away at 84. Rest in peace to Dave Robb, the journalist and author who was 74. Long considered the Dean of Hollywood Labor Beat, passed away at 74. He's also the father of Aunt Sophia Robb. Rest in peace to Lou Rothman, the veteran entertainment executive who passed away at 63. He worked for the Weinstein Company and was a strategy and PR person. Rest in peace to him at age 63. Rest in peace to Bram Inscourt, known for his work with Choice Sivan. He's passed away at 71 after bad depression, apparently from suicide. He was a singer, songwriter, producer. He attributed singles by Savannah, Andy Grammer, and BTS, collaborating with various artists, including Haley Kaiko and Rina Sawayama. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Vijay Kananith. Best known, uh, he was best known for being an Italian, an Indian politician, actor who worked predominantly in Tamil cinema. He acted over 150 films in his career, spanning four decades. He won a bunch of awards. He passed away at the age of 71. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Mangabe Negma, the South African playwright, lyricist, composer, director, choreographer, theater producer, best known for co-writing the 1981 play Wolves Albert and co-writing the 88 musical Sarfarnia. He, he's known for plays that reflected the spirit of black South Africans and won much praise for work, both subject to several controversies. He died in a car accident, unfortunately, at the age of 68. Rest in peace to Herb Cole, the former American businessman, philanthropist, and Democratic politician from Milwaukee. Served 24 years as a United States Senator for Wisconsin and as chairman of the Democratic Party. Alongside his brother and father, they were obviously the founders of Cole's Department Store Change, in which he went on to become the president and chief executive officer. He also owned the Bucks from 85 
to prevent the team from relocating out of Milwaukee is also the namesake of the Cole Center outside the University of Milwaukee Madison Campus Center. So, rest in peace, Sim. He passed away to 88. Rest in peace to Bobby Rivers, the American television radio personality and actor known as the host of the Top 5 Show on the Food Network and watch Bobby Rivers, a primetime celebrity talk show on VH1. Passed away to 70. Rest in peace to Tom Smothers, the American comedian, actor, composer, musician who was known as the half of the comedy of the Smothers Brothers with his brother Dick. Smothers and John Lennon played acoustic guitar during the live recording of Lennon's song Give Peace a Chance. He passed away to 86. Rest in peace to him. I remember watching Smothers Brothers and other things over my time as a kid. They also hosted SNL at one point, which is pretty cool. Rest in peace to Tom Smothers. Uh, interesting basketball story. Aaron Gordon suffered dog bites to his face and hand requiring 21 stitches, and there's no timer table for his return. Joe Flacco earned another $75,000 for that Thursday night win, as he does for each regular season win that helps Cleveland, because remember the whole practice squad not being on the roster, which is weird. Kevin Stefanski became the first Browns head coach to lead the team in multiple playoff bursts since Barney Schamanier who originally had led the other, when he was the coach, to four straight postseason appearances. The Cleveland Browns made NFL history, becoming the first team to make the playoffs after starting four quarterbacks, and Joe Flacco's 4-1 as the quarterback. Because they started P.J. Walker, the Jordan Thompson Smith, whatever his name is, Finley Smith, and obviously Deshaun Watson. Patrick Beverly took 10 kids on a $1,000 shopping spree shopping spree for Christmas. Great move out from him. The Colts' Drew Ogletree was arrested and charged with domestic battery, committed in physical presence of a child less than 16, knowing his knowing child president he might be able to, that might be able to see in here. So that's not good. Tyrese Halliburton joined Stockton and Maddox Johnson as the only players in NBA history back-to-back 20-point, 20-assist games. That's pretty darn impressive. Stat of the week. The NFL then placed Drew Ogletree on the exempt list for his domestic battery. He's not allowed to practice or attend games while being on the list. He had been charged with two level six felonies. So that's not good. Dwight Howard assigned with the Philippines Strong Group for the two week Dubai Basketball Championship. So they got all these interesting tournaments in these countries, man. Other NBA players that have been in that that are going to compete is Swaggy P, Nick Young, Shabazz Muhammad, and Ronaldo Blackman. That's interesting. The NFL referee Brad Allen, his crew has been assigned to Saturday's Steelers-Ravens game. His crew has been under investigation, involved in controversies all season long. It's another national televised game on ESPN. As we mentioned, the USFL and the XFL merged together. And it's called New United Football League. It sets 18s for its inaugural season, though none in the West. With, obviously, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Because, obviously, it's the merger, obviously. They will hold the Binghamton, Stallions, Houston, Roughnecks, Memphis, Showboats, and Michigan Panthers. For the USFL and the XFL, we'll have the Arlington Renegades, D.C. Defenders, San Antonio Brahmas, and St. Louis Battlehawks. Houston had both franchises in both leagues, but they were combined to create the Roughnecks. Out of the mix are former teams in Orlando, Seattle, and Las Vegas for XFL, and USFL teams in Philly, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, and New Orleans. 
There are no teams on the West Coast or in the major New York area marketing this year, inaugural season. Skip Holtz, Bob Stoops, Curtis Johnson, Reggie Barlow, John DeFlippio, Wade Phillips, Mike Nolan, and Anthony Burchett are going to be the coaches. Players will begin to report to camp on February 24th in Arlington. Previous championship, Birmingham and Arlington, will meet in the opener of the 10th season game in March. Games will be on ESPN, ABC, Fox, and FS1. So that's going to be interesting to see. Dave Tepper has been fined 300, 300K for throwing a drink at fans during the loss to the Jaguars. Is acceptable conduct during the game. All personnel expected to have conduct themselves at all times in ways to respect their fans and favorably reflect on the team in the NFL. He said, I'm deeply passionate about this team and regret my behavior on Sunday. I should have let the NFL security handle any situations that arose. I respect the NFL's code of conduct and set the league discipline for my behavior. So, there's that. Now then, let's get to some quick... Uh, news. Jair Alexander's got a one-game suspension for the Packers, controversial to the team. So I don't know if he's ever going to – that's not good for him. Russell Wilson's been officially benched. We don't know if it's about money or it's about the fact that they're probably not making the playoffs. And Jared Sidham, who's never been good in his whole entire life as an NFL quarterback with Patriots and the Raiders, is going to be starting. The Fox Christmas game sets network high for – in a one-year leap, so that's good. A one-year gain and leap, that's pretty good for them. Marco Wilson's going to the Patriots. Romana Stevenson and TJ Hawkinson have both were officially placed in the injured reserve. It would have been nice to have TJ Hawkinson in the fantasy postseason championship and to have Stevenson, but whatever. Hollywood Brown's gone to the injured reserve. Chris Rodriguez gone to injured reserve, so Washington keeps having injured running backs. Cleveland officially made the playoffs. Congratulations to them. Ryan Raznick then, uh, of, the, of uh, the Saints has gone injured reserve. So is Eric Stokes. Frank Clark was cut. Juju Smith-Schuster has gone injured reserve. Jamala Adams has gone injured reserve. So that's a great move for Seattle. Never worked out. The Ravens clinched like the number one seed. And the Chiefs won their division. Congratulations to them. The Bears officially clinched the number one pick because of the Panthers. Because the Bears themselves keep winning. Chris McCaffrey is out on this calf. So he's going to be going to miss the rest of the season so he can be healthy for the postseason. It would have been nice if he was healthy for the championship. Brett Maher, after the Rams originally had him and cut him, he's back, and they cut Harsnick. Bradley Chubb towards ACL, so it's a huge loss for Miami. The Taylor Smith towards plantar fasciitis, so he's out for the year. It's not good for them. Xavier Howard's a foot injury, so Miami's just bracket up injuries there. Jamal Agnew has a fracture, leg fracture, so he's out for the rest of the year. Sorry to the Jaguar. Terry's... Tyree Phillips is torn quad, so he's going to be out for a while. A Bakaka Flint's going to the Vikings. Dave Tepper, as we mentioned, about throwing the fans drink. Lil Collins has been picked up by Dallas because of the injury to their lineman, Taylor Smith. Jonathan Mingle's gone into reserve. The Panthers not go anywhere. Dalvin Cook has been cut by the Jets mutually, so he can go and sign with a contender. I don't know if that's who's going to sign him because he hasn't played that much, but that's interesting. Bad decision by the Jets and him. It did not really work out. Maybe the Vikings kept him. Maybe they would have been better in the run game. Isaiah Bugs was also cut. Dallas Detroit's game on ESPN was a tw- had the best of 25.7 million like viewers. That was like the best ever in the ESPN era. However, they tracked that. Congratulations to my- 
uh, Miles McBride, man. He got a three-year, $13 million extension for the Knicks, so he's just getting some money, and I've never even heard of him. SGA and Tyrus Halliburton won Players of the Week. Westbrook is now 25th of most points of all time passing Ewing, but joins Oscar Robinson and LeBron James to be in the top 25 for points and assists, which is pretty cool. And Goran Dragic, the former NBA point guard at the age of 37 from Slovenia, has announced his retirement. He played for the Suns, the Heat, the Rockets, the Raptors, the Nets, the Bulls, and the Bucks. He was an NBA 13 selection and improved player in 14. He was named the All-Star team in 2018 in Miami. He led the Slovenian national team in his first FIBA Euro basketball title 17, naming the, being the MVP of that tournament. I remember him. He was like on the Suns, and they had a bunch of point guards. They weren't sure what to do with them. That's why I remember that. Obviously, a very short-lived stint with the Bulls. But, yeah, All-Star 13, Most Improved, Euro MVP, Euro Player of the Year, Basket Championship, another FIBA Cup champ, Cup MVP, Slovenian Champion Cup winner, another winner, Rookie All-Star, Rookie of the Year, Slovenian Sportsman of the Year, two gold medals, representing Slovenia. So, you know what? He's got the gold medals, all the championships, all the MVPs, some of the NBA awards. He was in the NBA from 2008 to 2023, so not a bad career. For Goran Dragic. So happy trails to the Dragon on a long, pretty successful global basketball career, not just NBA career. But that's, you know, good for him, man, because, like, I remember this guy. He always had this potential, and they finally gave him the opportunity. Other last NBA nugget. The Raptors made a trade, sending OG Anubi and Precious Achua to the Knicks for RJ Barrett Emmanuel quickly in draft considerations. I think this trade is like an equal trade because RJ Barrett, when he got drafted by the Knicks, he wasn't living up to his potential, right? So they weren't sure, like, is he going to be the guy? And it took him a few years to figure it out. They're like, is he going to be a combo guard? Is he going to be a small fort? I remember all these things, so don't, like, test me on this. I remember this. It was very, because the Knicks are always in the news. OG Anubi... When he got drafted, they were like, I'm not sure if he is going to be this really good basketball player either, right? So, like, nobody thought of that when he got drafted as also a wing player with the with the Raptors. And obviously then he started playing really well, and they signed him to this, you know, this deal. And obviously he made it second team all defensive, so he really came up in with the team. So both of them, both of them I thought lived up to their potentials finally. And he's always been in trade talks, OG Anubi. So, both guys have lived up to, are starting to live out their potential, but they decided the Knicks that they, they want to take the next move. I think it's the same thing. It doesn't matter if RJ Barrett's your third best player or OG Anubi is your third best player. If it's still Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson is your two best players, you're not winning a championship. So, it doesn't matter who the third best player is. It doesn't matter if Emmanuel quickly is your backup or this McBride guy. It doesn't matter. The Knicks are just a good regular season team. Okay? Getting pressure to chew again. Former Heat lottery pick who got traded to the Raptors in the Kyle Lowry trade. Again, like quickly, they're just backups. So that's like a cancellation of each other. But obviously, Mitchell Robinson injured for the year. Getting a, 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 a front court player like Chua will help the Knicks. But RJ Barrett, the only good thing is he gets to go back to Canada and play for his, uh, his hometown, the, the national team from Canada because there's only one team. But again... That is not, I feel like it's a wash. I feel like no matter who's playing at the wing, Bar- Barrett or OJ Anubi, the Knicks are not going to go anywhere, and the Raptors are also not going anywhere, and they should start trading everyone they possibly can. So that's an interesting NBA trade right there. That's all I'm saying.
Okay, let's get the baseball news. Josh Dalman, the former Royals pitcher, is signed with the Twins. And they've summoned and there's been a summon warranted for Wander Franco past week. Well now it's been apt up to he's been tained in Dominican Republic. Keep saying that he is not he didn't do this. Two people filed claims and one person didn't. I don't know if this guy's ever gonna play, which is bad for the league because the Rays finally get a franchise player at a premium position, which is like shortstop. Signed for the long-term deal before he hits free agency. And then this happens. So that's interesting there. And congratulations to Dylan Axelrod, former White Sox and Reds pitcher, who I never knew was Jewish and pitched for Team Israel. He's now been hired as a George Tigers pitching coordinator. He previously worked with the Angels, which I didn't know, with Buddy Carlisle. But then, like, apparently when the Angels were clearing house with the Joe Madden staff, and then Phil Nevin, remember, was there for like a year and a half. They just cleared out everyone. But apparently Angels closer legend Troy Percival did not like what they were doing. But then there are other players that did. So it's like what you say, well, they're just clearing house. So I'm glad that he can be with the Tigers. I just wish he was actually like on the coaching staff so I can actually meet him. And Tim Hill signed the one-year deal, one point eight million with the White Sox. The White Sox are signing a left-handed, injury-prone, like, and eh, relief pitcher. If it works out for the White Sox, they can flip him at the deadline. Chris Flexion, also the White Sox, signed to a $1.75 million deal. Again, I know this being a, a Mets fan, too. He was a horrible fail-starting pitcher with the Mets. And he became a reliever, and he's bounced around the league. And then, obviously, the Mets got him in a trade with Seattle just to take his contract. Because Seattle gave him money, which was very stupid. And the Mets just cut him to eat his money because they wanted something in return. And then he went to the Rockies, which is really hard to pitch in Colorado to start, and he pitched eh. So the two of them as relievers doesn't really do much for the White Sox. The Reds signed Frankie Montas to a $15 million deal. That is surprising because, again, this dude is never healthy. He's also been busted for PDs before. That's where I'm just like, That really doesn't mean that much, you know what I mean? Like, he's not going to uh, 16 million. It's like, I don't know, like, how healthy he's going to be for the Reds, but the Reds needed a veteran pitcher in that rotation. And Zach Plezak signed with the Angels again. House fallen from grace, had some offseason issue trouble, off the field stuff with Cleveland in the past. They let him go. He's a big part of their postseason, their like regular season postseason success with that pitching staff. So I don't know how good he's going to help the Angels or not. Jason Kanzler has been hired as director of player development for the Cubs. So congratulations to him. Big news is the Red Sox signed Lucas Giolito to a two-year, thirty-eight and a half million dollar deal. I'm like, cool. He's going to be the rotation with Chris Sale, two former White Sox aces. Like I'm not joking. They both have been aces for the White Sox. Say it with more success with the White Sox. And it's going to be a tag team duo. And I was like, cool. When the Red Sox come to town, I can go watch two games if that's the uh, how they line up. Eh. The Red Sox just literally are like, Atlanta, take Chris Sale's contract so we can spend our money elsewhere. And just give us Vaughn Grisham, who lost his job to back up Orlando Arcia. And he's not even going to play shortstop for the Red Sox because the Trevor Story is going to play second base. So, I don't know. I don't really like this trade for the Red Sox because they need pitching. They can get a second baseman anywhere. That's just my opinion. So, 
Obviously, I find that to be really weird. Yeah. And last but not least, on my written notes, Jelton Simmons announced his retirement within the last week. When he came up, he was this amazing defensive shortstop from, you know, the Caraco Netherlands. And that he didn't get much MLB scouts' attention, so he went to college. And he was really good in college. Where That was probably the best time he was ever good offensively during the National Junior College World Series Division II. So the Braves drafted him out of college. And obviously, he was a top prospect, rookie of the month, amazing defensive player. I think he's probably one of the best players I've ever seen. And at least he got to end his career with four gold gloves, two with the Braves and two with the Angels, to say, hey, when people say that, that literally he can... Be, like when people say this guy was a great defensive player, he's one of the best defensive players in his era, and he was a really good defensive player. Well, they got no, you know, gold gloves on the mantle or nominations. You're like, yeah, right. He was so good, and that was when the Braves were still making the playoffs and things like that. And obviously, he defend he in 2003 finished the highest defensive run save ever recorded in a year and got the gold glove, the Fielding Bible, and the Rolling Platinum Gold Glove for that work there. And then the Braves were like, we don't want to lose this guy, so it's time to a seven-year deal. Yeah, obviously, again, until the 14, fielding Bible, gold glove, but his offense was an issue. So the Braves, obviously, like, we're paying him all this money. So they trade him to the Angels for Eric Ibart, utility guy, pitching prospect Newcomb, and this guy, Chris Ellis. Then, of course, he got injured, and he missed a lot of time, but he still won the, the got the fielding Bible for the fourth straight year. And John Zevney actually had a better offensive season. He finished eighth in American League Valuable Player. He got his third gold glove. His defensive above placement was the third highest of all time and highest since 1917. He obviously had a major league 28 leading infield hits, the lowest psychic percent of all major league players, the lowest number of total pitches per plate appearances, and led the majors in pull percentage. He also won the gold glove for second season. He led the majors in career at bats per strikeout, but then he got hurt a little bit. Then he was out there on the 2020 season. Uh, he initially attributed no reason to it during the pandemic, but he later mentioned dealing with depression and suicidal issues. So, thoughts. So, I'm like really glad things were better for him. And then he signed with the Twins. Didn't really hit because at this point, when you're known as a glove first player and you're not a great hitter, and you take that much time off, not a thing. Then he obviously signed with the Cubs. Didn't really hit, so they got rid of him. Then he uh, played in the Baseball United inaugural, you know, that that league in Dubai, as I mentioned, the whole Dwight Howard, the basketball Dubai, so he was in this Dubai baseball league, he played for them, and I guess he was like, you know what, I'm done, but at least he got to say that I got to compete for the Netherlands in 2013, and the 2017, and the 23, so he was three-time competing in the the World Baseball Classic for his country, which is really nice, 263 lifetime average, 70 and 44, it's not going to matter about his offensive value, the gold gloves, the fielding Bible, the platinum gloves, the best defensive rating, all these other things will just prove that he was, from 2012 to 2022, we'll say for more than a decade, probably the best defensive shortstop you've probably seen in a while. Other baseball news that came over the wire is the Padres signed this Wusuk Go to a two-year guaranteed deal worth more than $9 million. Uh, the LGT Twins... Let them sign him with his posting. 
So he pitched far seven seasons in the Korean Baseball League as a reliever throughout his time as the closer of the past five years. He's been solid bullpen up for half a decade. So this is coming on the weeks of them signing the Yuki Matsui to a five-year deal, $28 million. They finally got the details. So now they got these two foreign imports in the bullpen to go with Robert Suarez, who they got, who went overseas to become a better pitcher. And obviously they got Inavelti Los Santos, and they got Scott Barlow from Cleveland in that trade. So oh wait, no, to go alongside Santos for Barlow. So I'm saying is they signed two guys overseas. To replace Hayden Martinez, Luis Garcia. So the Padres are like, we're just going to go in on these foreign guys who have careers as relievers, and we're going to do that. Dimebacks have picked up Tucker Barnhart on a minor league deal, and that's the that I think is a good idea because Gabriel Moreno's had some injuries, and Jose Herrera is not really a good backup catcher. I'd much rather have Gold Glover Tucker Barnhart as my backup catcher. So that's a pretty good move from them. Just thinking ahead. Now then, let's get to some entertainment news. Nicholas Paki is joining General Hospital. For those who are fans of that, this Capel Tavakior is not returning to Season 2 of Night Court. He was part of the revival in Season 1, but he's leaving. Warner Brothers buys this Turkey TV company streaming thing called Blue TV, so look out for that. Bunked is going to end with Season 7 on Disney Channel, but they're getting an extended final season. So those who watch that show, you're happy you get an extended episode, but you're sad that it's leaving. Brian Gaskell is, going, is joining Young and Rentless. Unfortunately, Fox is don't, doesn't know what they're doing. They let 911 go to ABC. They canceled a lot of good shows in the recent years, or average shows, and keeping the bad shows like uh, Missing People Alert and The Cleaning Lady. But they decided that Lone Star is going to get a decreased amount of episodes, and the season's been delayed. Like, already, that's your best show on the network. There's no resident. There's no nothing. 911 Lone Star is your best one-hour drama with Rob Lowe and crew. So why would you decrease the amount of the episodes? Because every year, instead of having it be on the same time as 911, they're like, nah, we're going to just have it, you know. We're just going to have it on later and later in the season. Stupid, stupid, stupid. And now they're delaying it and shorting the season. Like, I need my Rob Lowe, man, in my life, man. He's a really good actor. So bad Fox decision. Comcast and Paramount agreed to a new deal so there won't be any blackouts. So good for them. Snoop Dogg is going to be part of NBC's coverage of the Summer Olympics. That will be interesting if people watch the Olympics. Interesting headline, Mickey Mouse is now entering the public domain so everyone can use him without being sued by Disney. That's interesting. Jack Black, after being in Super Mario Bros. and that's a success, is going to be in Minecraft with Jason Momoa. So that may be a success because of Jack Black more than anything else. And Slow Horses are new for Season 5 at Apple TV. That's a show with Gary Oldman. So, again, thanks for listening to On the Radar. We talk about local and national sports, and pop culture, you know, rest in peace to everyone who passed away, happy trails to Andrelta Simmons and, and Corin Dragic on their careers, this was episode 226, uh, get your podcast anywhere, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, whatever, rate, review, subscribe, on the radar, media.com, on the radar, entertainment blog, radar 4428 on Blogger, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever you get it, Snapchat, on the radar of the YouTube channel, please rate, review, and subscribe. Grow the numbers where I do weekly movie reviews. So I watch movies that you don't have to watch and just tell you what's worth it. And baseball videos on the hot stove right now. Check out On the Radar. I have three new television reviews. NBC's Irrational and Found and Fox's Crapopolis. 
And every week I record a football podcast called Radar's Monday Morning Quarterback along with my Off the Radar Travel Podcast. And I started a whole new On the Radar slash On the Radar Entertainment project of Celebrity Birthdays. Check it out. It's up on the website on On the Radar. Thanks for listening to episode 226 for On the Radar. I'm Radar. See you guys next time.